Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I am so excited to talk about what I'm going to talk about today. I have wanted to talk about this for so long. And finally, uh, I'm getting to it. And I hope this is not only entertaining, but helpful. Um, If you're somebody who longs to understand your love relationship and your relationship patterns, then you most definitely benefit from today's episode. Today, I'm going to talk about twin flames, soulmates, and karmic partners. Fascinating to me, and so I figure if it's fascinating to me, y'all will like it too. So if you're single and you believe in twin flames, soulmates, and karmic partners, then you'll most likely have assessed all of your past relationships and maybe your current ones to determine the roles that your partners have played and do play. And if you're in a relationship now, chances are that you can either claim that the person whom you're in a relationship with is one of these types of partners. I can tell you with absolute certainty that in this lifetime, y'all, my soul has been on a mission to settle a tremendous amount of romantic karmic debt. Um, The reason why I actually believe uh, uh, this is my last human lifetime on this earth. So I've had to settle a lot of shit and go through a lot of shit uh, so that I can kind of clean my side of the street and when the time comes, be up in heaven partying with all the other people. Um, so I've been engaged twice. I broke both of them off because, and that was in my 30s because ultimately they were not the right guys for me. I, I did not feel like I would be happy. And, um, and what I realized about them is uh, that uh, that was also those relationships were karmic. And I've dated enough men and experienced enough insane heartbreak to be able to delineate which of my partners were karmic and which were soulmates. Yes, I said soulmates. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we can have more than one soulmate relationship and without a doubt, the majority of our relationships are karmic where our soul is working out its growth commitments by experiencing intense relationships and emotional turmoil. As I've always said, all of our relationships are meant to teach us something. We are always here to learn in, on this earth, in this earth school, and our goal is to become enough of a wise soul here on earth so that we can end our physical schooling and live from a liberated place in heaven where our soul uh, doesn't embody anything and we can help from above. We all desire not just to fall in love, but to be part of that quote-unquote once-in-a-lifetime type of love relationship. And I hope today helps you understand the nature of the relationship that you have or that you've had so that you can move forward with clarity either staying in the relationship or moving on from it. And as we evolve, so too do our relationships in all aspects of our lives. We hope they will mature. Today, I'm focusing on romantic relationships, the twin flame, soulmate, 
and karmic relationships. Now take a moment before you continue listening and go write your understanding of what each of these types of relationships mean to you. And then I want you to come back to this recording. So go ahead and pause it. Write down what you believe a twin flame relationship is, what a soulmate relationship is, and what a karmic relationship is. Okay, so if you've done that and you're now back, let me just share. None of these relationships is better than the other. They're just different. Depending on what your soul needs to work on determines all of the types of experiences and relationships you have. And I think by now, listening to all the stuff I've talked about, you've kind of figured that one out. Don't forget that your soul is a, is part of a family of souls that travels through lifetimes together and that your soul chooses how to behave in each of those lifetimes and what it calls into experience so that it can uh, grow. So once you've achieved uh, what your soul has set out to achieve in your love relationships, then you're going to be uh, reunited with your ultimate partner. It is then that you will feel at home and ready to work on another aspect of your human beingness. One of the most fascinating types of relationships is the karmic love relationship. These are also some of the most emotionally brutal to experience. And I will attest to that. They stink. Four, they are here to teach us the lessons that we failed to learn in previous lifetimes. And if y'all remembered stuff that I have said, which is if you don't learn a soul lesson, not only are you going to have more of those kinds of experiences, but they are going to be more severe over time. And unless and until you finally look at your life and who you are in it and how you function in relationships and what you have yet to achieve and overcome, you're going to call in more and more experiences that will make the lesson harder for you to experience. So I say, pay attention to that shit now. Look at it, learn from it, release it, move on. Karmic debt partners have no intention to take it easy on us. In fact, they will be primary players in the insane heartache that we will experience in our human love relationships. They hit us hard and force us to learn what we need to learn. They tattoo their intention on our hearts and memory bank for one single reason. Because we are meant to use that powerful relationship to change our lives. It is supposed to be that disturbing, y'all, that you're like, oh, fuck no, I am not doing that again. That, that's how you know you've had a karmic relationship. Karmic relationships, they will not work out. And a lot of them aren't, they're not so brutal. Many of them are. There are many karmic relationships where you try and try and try. And maybe uh, I actually had this happen. Uh, I met someone when I was 29 and he, he was actually 16 years my senior. And I'll tell you over many, many years, uh, we tried to, we were together on and off for about three years. Um, and then we broke up and then, uh, he wanted to get back together. I wasn't in a place to get back together. Maybe 10 years later, we tried it again. Uh, I was ready. He wasn't. And then maybe six, seven years later, we tried it again because we did have great love for each other, great respect. And he got me like this guy got me and he knew I got him, but it just wasn't meant to be. And finally, after 
like 25 years of this stuff is like, uh, or 20 years, um, we kind of realized that, you know, we were better off as friends than trying to be, uh, you know, romantic, but we, but we learn from each other. So karmic relationships won't work out and they're not designed to. And while it's hard to accept, especially if you are at a time in your life when you really want to find somebody to settle down with, you'll know that you are in a karmic relationship when you face the truth that something just feels off in the relationship. And y'all have heard me talk about other relationships, um, uh, a relationship that I had before my daddy passed in 2017 to 2018, uh, the love that I immediately fell, felt uh, for this uh, man that I met. Um, and uh, it, was, it was probably one of the most brutal heartbreaks I've ever experienced, but I understood it finally. And I was able to resolve the energy of that, that after probably about 25 lifetimes together, we had played this behavior out where we fell in love, our souls recognized each other. It felt amazing. And yet uh, he would always break my heart. He would always abandon me. And uh, because he, he loved me, but he couldn't commit. And so that played over and over and over again, played out in, in all of our lifetimes. And it took me until this lifetime to finally, finally say, I'm done for the last time. Uh, and so I have no animosity towards him. Like I completed the experience. Uh, I still consider him a nice guy. We, we keep in touch every now and then, but like it's done, the energy of it is done. And, and so I've not had to call in anything like that again, but it doesn't mean that the relationship won't have passion, right? Or feel intense with great potential for a long-term partnership. That's the thing. It's kind of like sneaky. It'll feel like all of that because you need to be all in in order to be torn apart and then given the opportunity to rebuild yourself in a stronger, more capable way and finally resolve the energy of the karmic debt that you needed to settle. So no matter how much you try to make this type of relationship work and no matter how much you wish it would work out, been there, done that, y'all, uh, the worst decision you can make is to stay in this kind of relationship and not let it go because it will cause more damage. And you know what? If you're somebody that truly wants to find real good love, you won't because you're, you're, you're in this relationship that isn't meant to work out. Karmic relationships are those that we get all excited about. It's where we have amazing and intoxicating sex, where we feel insanely drawn to a person and we just can't quit them. And we're completely sucked in. But the point of these types of relationships is uh, that come into our lives is to wreak havoc. Then, then they leave, changing us forever, hopefully for the better. We marry and divorce our karmic partners, and that is a telltale sign that your relationship is karmic. In other words, you have to learn something, and you have to pay your soul's debt. One of... One other side note uh, about karmic relationships I want to mention uh, to y'all is that they're related to past lives. You will at some point meet a soul, meet the soul of somebody who you have wronged in the past, in a past life, who shows up in a current life to once and for all pay your debt to them and their soul. 
um, in um, just before I turned 40, that was, um, I can't remember, that's what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, I, there's, there's this story that I tell that I, um, was taking, uh, so I decided I was going to take salsa lessons. So, and I love to dance y'all love to dance, love salsa. And uh, so I said, I'm a gift myself, the, uh, the opportunity to just go by myself and learn salsa and meet new people and dance and didn't know I was going to get in the shape, best shape of my life, but it was awesome. Uh, and I met a lot of great people and, uh, three weeks in, uh, the instructor introduced me to this guy. And, um, and initially I like, he didn't face me whatsoever, but we danced and he was very, very good. And when I was leaving, uh, he asked if I wanted to go get some wine. So we did, and we were just chatting and, um, he was looking into this restaurant. Uh, we were outside, we were sitting on this, uh, street called far road. Those of you who are from Atlanta know where I'm talking about. It was this bar. I don't know if it's still there, but it had, uh, um, a window, big window you could look into. And he kept looking into it and staring. And I was like, gosh, you know what? I don't understand. I mean, I know I'm sweaty and gross right now, but he asked me out. So here we are. What, why does he keep looking in? And then probably 15 minutes later, uh, these women walk out three quite attractive women. And he turns around and looks at him and follows them all the way down the street with his eyes. And I'm like, Hmm, note to self, do not date this guy. Three weeks after that, we were a couple. He was very charismatic and, uh, he hooked me in. He's persistent, charming. Uh, we had something in common. Uh, he introduced me to a lot of people and we were dating and it was one of the worst relationships I had ever had in my life. Um, I was, uh, violated psychologically, emotionally, thank God, not physically or sexually. Uh, but it was truly the most riveting, uh, exploitative relationship I've ever had in my life and, um, most punishing relationship. And I found out later that, uh, he came from the time where I was, uh, an Egyptian priestess in the time of the Exodus. And he was my Hebrew slave. And in this lifetime, I am Jewish and he is Arab. So our, our, uh, culture switched and, uh, trust me, he paid me back for all of the exploitation that I did to him in that lifetime. Once I was able to understand that, uh, and I had to get help from, from a gifted uh, psychic friend of mine to, to help me understand that that's something that didn't just come to me. I needed help. I was able to release it. I was able to learn what I needed to learn because the bottom line for me was I needed better boundaries. I needed to show respect to myself. I needed to pay attention to red flags the first time. And I committed to doing that to myself. I released him. I released the energy. And I have not called in a relationship like that since. One other side note is that karmic relationships, like I said, are related to your past life. When the karmic relationship, uh, for it to be fully effective, you have to be strong enough to let these relationships go and learn from them. 
No one wants to feel chained to somebody else. No one wants to be in a relationship that's so disturbing. That's not what relationships are supposed to be about. They're supposed to be where you grow in love and you help each other and you, you enhance each other and you challenge each other, but you trust each other, you love each other, and you, you do what's in the best interest of your relationship. Nobody wants to feel chained to somebody else and so desperate to hold on to somebody else. If that's how you're acting, you are with the wrong person and you need to be alone and in therapy before you get back in a relationship. If you are holding on desperately to somebody, guess what? They aren't yours in the first place. Relationships that are right are easy. Doesn't mean they don't have their own challenges, but overall they're easy, they're sweet, they're good. They enhance your life. They don't destroy it. They don't make it miserable. If you feel desperate to hold on to a relationship, like I said, then either you uh, need to learn to love yourself first and see what happens when you release the pressure on yourself to hold on so tight or you need to just let it go. Karmic relationships are our biggest teachers from a pain standpoint, y'all. I suggest you learn from all of them. Go to a gifted psychic. Seek out somebody. If you still don't understand the purpose of a relationship, uh, if you can't figure it out on your own, uh, by first looking at what happened, like I, like I gave you that example, I, I was with, I dated this Arab guy in this lifetime and he, he hurt me and I mean, he humiliated me. He, he, and I, and I had PTSD from it. I was able to move through that. But when I look back at that relationship, I, I look at what I wasn't doing for myself. That was the big lesson for me. And the second thing karmic relationships really need you to shore up is how you treat others. So I suggest you learn from all of them. Uh, like I said, if you can't figure it out yourself, reach out to a gifted psychic to help you. Uh, or you're going to keep calling in the same lessons only with worse pain and, and worse cons consequences. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. But once those lessons are learned, you are done with your karma from them. Done. Like Bada bing, bada boom, done. Perhaps the most talked about uh, type of relationship, though, is the soulmate relationship. Those relationships aren't always romantic. Well, except in this podcast where I reference romantic relationships, which I can because it's my podcast. So there you go. Our friends, work colleagues, teammates, children, family members, and our romantic relationship partners can be soulmates. They help us grow. And they are the best kind of love there is. They stay around for the long haul, unlike karmic relationships, which are never meant to last. When we conquer life lessons that we're supposed to, we often experience soulmate love. This kind of love feels like no other. They can be simple and sweet, yet as complex as a character that you'd love to hate in a movie. We marry soulmates, build lives with soulmates, and feel a unique connection to them. We feel good with them, and they are feel-good people to us. Soulmates teach us, they touch us on a level like no other, and we don't need to add any qualities or characteristics to them for that to happen. Nor do we need to feel fear or desperation to lose them. It just fits. Easy peasy. Here's the thing with soulmates, though. While their love is like no other, they still put us to work. 
I often say that the best partner is the one who allows you to experience the most amazing and supportive type of love, but also one who pushes every freaking button you have so that you'll grow. The best kind of partner does those things. All relationships have good and bad sides, and all relationships have connections and challenges. So it can be kind of hard to distinguish between these types of love. I get it. But soulmate relationships differ from karmic relationships because of this kind of lesson that we're learning and how those lessons present themselves. Karmic lessons, here's the difference. Karmic lessons feel familiar as if we've known them from a past life and there is something about them that we just can't stop staying connected to, yet they hurt us the worst and push us to look at how we see the world and others. While the soulmate relationship triggers us to go within and address our fears and self-worth issues, fear of abandonment, betrayal, being loved, and how we stand up for our own beliefs against outside pressures from society and family are all about what soulmate relationships are about. I believe that soulmate relationships have the greatest potential of positively impacting how we see ourselves. It's as if we learn the toughest personal lessons, but within the safest and most loving environment. We still have to work on ourselves, and often though through being completely vulnerable with our partner, but once we learn our lessons, the love relationship deepens that much further and becomes even more intimate and fulfilling. A level of trust and safety is developed in the soulmate relationship that no other relationship has. Soulmates are the ones who care about us the most, whereas the karmic partners, boy, they are only out for themselves. And I will attest to that. They're out for themselves and their needs. Remember, these soulmate relationships aren't always romantic. That is why we can have a number of them in our lives at one time. That is the beauty of the soulmate relationship. We're gifted with many of these relationships over time. Some last lifetimes. Some last just a moment. Twin flame relationships aren't so familiar to most people. And for me, I had to learn more about this type of relationship to determine what type of relationships I've had in my life. Soulmate relationships are loving and eye-opening. But twin flame relationships are on an entirely different playing field altogether. Many people feel like the twin flame relationship is a myth, but more and more people are starting to believe that it is a real thing. Twin flames are a mix of both karmic and soulmate relationships. They have those tendencies along with some entirely new qualities which challenge us. A twin flame is literally the twin of our soul. That's why they're called twin flames. Theory posits that twin flames separated uh, from one soul source into two physical bodies. And when these two halves reunite, there is a mirror-like quality to their relationship. Everything that we spent our lives running from or denying is suddenly in front of us. These lovers confront us with our biggest fears and ego-driven desires and are also about how we live in every facet of our lives. This is the once-in-a-lifetime love the blow your mind, slap your mama silly, and call you Karen type of love. This is it. Running and chasing are central qualities of this relationship. 
the twin flame relationship, and there are as many challenges as there are good times. This relationship serves both people, and this relationship is a relationship that is meant to grow the union into one experience, not two experiences learning in one relationship, as with soulmate relationships. When you reach your last lifetime here on earth, chances are that you will reunite with your twin flame. Once you do, you will have completed your earthly studies here, and you'll be able to reside up in heaven once you finish all your other uh, lesson work. One of the most important lessons to learn in this lifetime when it comes to love is as 38 Special used to saying, hold on loosely and let it go when you know it's not right. Regardless of the type of relationship, the purpose of all relationships is to facilitate change within you so that you can fulfill your soul's mission to learn lessons about becoming the best version you can be and how to love in a deeper and more meaningful and profound way, both of yourself and of others. Set love free. I know this may sound corny, but I'm going to say it. Set love free. And if it doesn't come back, then it doesn't belong to you in the first place. It's time to get out of that, get out that paper and pen and write down what you've learned from that relationship and commit that learning to memory. Make new commitments to yourself about what you will and won't accept. For if we want great love to enter our lives, we must first embody the essence of great love. Today was a fascinating thing for me to talk about. I'm so glad I got to share it with you, and I hope that it, it is helpful in you delineating the kinds of relationships that you've had in your life. Uh, it's rare that you meet a twin flame. So uh, unless you kind of know in your heart of hearts and your gut, like this is your last lifetime and this person is uh, everything and uh, every wonderful thing uh, and your exact opposite and the biggest challenge and the biggest reward in your life, chances are that's not your twin flame. It's rare, but it happens. I hope you understand the different kinds of relationships you have, and I hope that you will garner every single lesson you can and be a better person for having invited all of these other souls into your life so intimately. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.